0: Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday, and this is day nine of our 40-day Lenten journey. We begin this season by hearing the truth about our sin and the limits of our own powers. But we also hear the promise of God's steadfast and abiding love for us and the amazing grace of God that has saved us in Jesus Christ our Lord we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, O God, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Praise to the blessed and holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God who gives us life, salvation, and resurrection. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. A reading from Romans chapter 4, beginning at verse 13. For the promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For it is the adherents of the law who are to be the so if for if it is to be the adherents of the law who are to be heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law there is no transgression. For this reason, the promise depends on faith, in order that it may rest on grace, so that it may be guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham, who is the father of all of us, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations, in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead, calls into existence the things that do not exist. There was a Bible study series out a number of years ago, written by a pastor named Kelly Fryer. The series title was, No Experience Necessary. There was one phrase that came up in that study that was kind of an aha moment for me, a moment when the lights went on and I could catch a glimpse of of the whole picture of what it is that God is doing for us and has done for us in Christ. This is the phrase, the gift is a call. And what that means is that to really understand God's amazing grace, we have to realize that it comes to us in the form of a calling, an invitation into a new relationship with God in Christ, into a fellowship of God's people in the world, and into the mission of God to love, save, and bless the world through Jesus Christ. God's gift to us is a vocation and a calling that aligns us with God's purpose in the world. It is really and truly new life in Christ. Think of Abram hearing God's call to leave his homeland and go to the place where God would show him, a place where God would bless Abram with a, a place, a legacy, and a blessing to give to the world. That is God's grace. Think of Jesus calling his disciples to come and follow him. That is God's grace. Paul on the way to Damascus, it's grace. And you and I emerging as newly born children of God from the waters of our baptism. Grace, grace, grace. And each, each is a call to a new way of living and being in the world that gives our life meaning and purpose. And in each and every one of these situations where God's grace enfolds us, we find faith, believing that word, trusting that word, putting our trust into that word as it takes seed and root and grows new life within us. It's God's word and promise. The new calling and purpose of our life is to live by faith in the one who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that don't exist. To live by faith in the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. We tend... To think of God's grace and Abraham's faith and our faith in the righteousness that comes by grace through this faith as some kind of deep background of our life. The theology talk that sometimes we struggle to understand and maybe have even dismissed is so far removed from everyday life that what Paul is talking about here can seem like so many answers to simple trivia questions. When we're out there slugging it through daily life. But all of this is meant to give us a firm and living foundation and center from which to live each and every day in God's grace and by faith. Abraham's entire life, from the moment that he hears and believes and gets up and goes, is now guided by faith in God's word and this calling that have come to him now, all as God's grace. So Paul wants to show us how each and every one of us have, who have come to put our trust in Christ Jesus have become like Abraham. We have been given a calling, a purpose, a destination, and a promise that changes and transforms our whole way of life, our way of thinking, our way of doing everything in the world doesn't mean that it suddenly makes our life easier, takes away all of our problems, or removes all suffering. In fact, it probably makes it more difficult. But it does mean we are not alone, that we have been loved and drawn into the life of God. And it means that we begin today and every day thanking God for God's good gifts and asking God to guide us as we live as God's righteous and holy ones. In the world, that is, to live by faith in the one who raised Jesus from the dead, and has promised to raise us in this world, too. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of this your good creation, for food. For water. For the beauty that surrounds us. For the new creation in Christ, in all gifts of healing and forgiveness. For the gift of faith. For a new meaning and a new purpose for our life. For the gift of relationship with others. And for the communion of faith in your church. Where our life and faith is nurtured strengthened, and grows. For what else are we thankful today? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for people and countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For what else do we ask our Lord? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Ever-living God, author of creation, we give you thanks for the gift of water that brings life and refreshes the world. We bless and praise you for, by water and the word, we are cleansed from sin and receive everlasting life. Join us again this day to the saving death of Christ. Renew in us the living fountain of your grace and raise us with Christ Jesus, to live in newness of life. For you are merciful, and you love your whole creation, and with all your creatures we give you glory, through your Son, Jesus Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, who gives us new birth by water in the Holy Spirit and forgives us all of our sins, strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.